It's time now for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock. Today's topic, From Christmas to Calvary, The Greatest Gift. Good morning, John, and thank you for uh, ooh, helping this little old lady today. We are excited to be in the studio here at today's Christian Talk, The Bridge. And we're broadcasting from Austin, Texas, the beautiful hill country of Texas. And our heart is so uh, filled these days with the wonderful and good things that God is doing. And we've had some rough times the last few months, but we see the sunlight of the Lord Jesus shining. And, you know, that's what sunlight is. It's S-O-N, light. And with light comes gifts. And in the studio today is Miss Evelyn. Uh, my friends are not here. And Kathy's in Boise, Idaho. Kathy, good morning. What a, what a great day it is in Texas. Yeah, good morning, Evelyn. Oh, it's so great to be with you this morning. And we are missing having Carrie, Coach Carrie Brinkater with us. So I know that John's doing a very good job. John, our studio manager there, taking good care of you and making sure that we're sounding good, friends. So I hope you have a good signal. You can hear us well or uh, you're live streaming and enjoying just sitting back at your house and, and joining us this morning. It's fantastic up here in Boise, too, Evelyn, but not near as warm as what you have it in Texas. Oh really? Well, it's it's we've had really good weather once the bad storms went through, and of course that's caused a lot of needs. And we'll be talking about needs today, but we're going to talk about gifts. You know, there's one thing we know about God: He never leaves us and never forgets us. And it is exciting as we go into this uh, Thanksgiving season that we're uh, as we've gone through the Thanksgiving season that we are going to be talking about. From Calv- from Christmas to Calvary, this is going to be our theme for the next couple of months, is what did Jesus do? What did God do? What did Mary do? What did Joseph do when they were given the greatest gift that mankind had ever known or seen? And so, you know, it's, uh, it's here, Kathy. It's here. <laughs> it is here. I can't believe it. You know, we have just enjoyed a beautiful Thanksgiving. And friends, I hope you had a a wonderful Thanksgiving with friends and family. I hope you maybe even still have some yummy leftovers in that fridge of yours. But it is, it's it's December. It's here. And, uh, you know, God has set us right where we are for such a time as this. And I love it that God does not leave us sitting on a shelf covered in dust. Uh, he doesn't stick us in the far corners of a dark attic, forgotten and alone. Not our God, Evelyn. You know, just like you said, he doesn't ever leave us. And he never forgets us. He's always with us, always thinking of us. And I, I want everyone to know that today, that no matter where you're at, as we enter this December, this time of Christmas, this of reflection, whether you're feeling disheartened and disconnected or whether you're filled with excitement for the holiday season, we can step into this moment with God and experience the gift that he has especially prepared for us for Christmas. And so, Evelyn, like you said, we are going to be discussing gifts, and there's been a lot of need in our state. There are so many opportunities this Christmas to be a special gift to others, to meet those needs that they have. 
but we cannot focus so much on others that we forget about the gift that God has for us. And so we're going to talk about uh, that, that gift that God has for us and how to prepare for it, how to open it, and most importantly, how to enjoy it. You know, that is, that and, is, that is yeah. so true, Kathy, is to enjoy it. That that's exactly right, and um, so we are going to be looking at the the life of Christ, the coming of Christ, and so you know we always have a key a key verse, and Coach Carrie is always the one that introduces the key verse for us. But I'm going to share that with our friends today. The key verse for today's program we are taking from First John chapter one verses one through four, and this is really neat because. John was such a close friend of Jesus, and and um, Jesus actually referred to him as his beloved disciple. And so John writes, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon and have touched with our own hands concerning the word of life, the life was made manifest. We have seen it. We testify to it. We proclaim it to you, this eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you so that you too may have fellowship. And indeed, this fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. And so we see that John opened this incredible Mm -hmm. gift. He touched it with his hands. He saw it with his eyes. And then he wanted to share it with everyone around him. And so we're going to we're going to talk all about that. But before we get into our topic, Evelyn, I mean, I know you have been busy. There's been so much <laughs> going on in Texas. And, you know, I, and you organize everything for Operation Christmas Child and all of these incredible shoe boxes. What has been going on more personally with you? Well, well this personally is it might be my sister had a heart attack during Harvey and the result of that has not been real good and so she we helped her uh, last week move into an assisted living and you know it is just so exciting to know that there's never time in our life Kathy when God doesn't prepare a new way for us and that's what why Christmas is so exciting that's why I love Operation Christmas Child because we put Jesus in a shoebox put his love in a shoebox send it around the world and and that's you know we've just got past that now we're looking toward Christmas and then so many other things you know Angel Tree where you can go and pick up a, a child's name and and buy a gift uh, but one of the things that we're excited about was going to have, we have a Christmas wedding coming up. And, you know, family is important. And we have to remind ourselves of that. And so, you know, as you as we look at our life individually, that's how John was looking at his life. Because the first John was written in, in the latter days. And he had had a great experience of being not only in his family, but in the family of God through the years as he he was probably Jesus' best friend. And so we're going to learn some wonderful lessons from him. And, you know, it, we just don't um, give up. You just keep, even when the hard times come, you know, it's like with John, you just keep majoring on what he says. Our motive for writing this letter, he said, is simply this. We want you to enjoy this time in your life. Your joy will double your joy. I had never thought about that. Our joy doubles mm. our joys. We give it away. And that's what we're going to be talking about, gifts. 
and how to enjoy those gifts. I mean, how many times can you think of a gift that you've gotten and you look at it and go, okay, I might just be sticking this in a pile to re-gift, you know? And and Christ does want us to re-gift and re-gift and re-gift him again and again and again, but it's not a giving away and not keeping for ourselves. It's being completely full ourselves mm-hmm. and getting to share out of the abundance of our experiences. And, I, you know, I love, we're, we're going to be, oh my gosh, getting into this and talking about how do you get excited and enjoy this Christmas? And I, I know that that's such a challenge for so many. Maybe they've had a bad experience for Christmas. They're missing some very important love, loved ones at Christmas. But we can always challenge ourselves to say, are we willing to give up something that we love for something that we love more? And we want to fall in love with Christ more and more this Christmas and share him with those around us who are either um, delighted to enjoy Christmas or, or who are struggling a bit at Christmas. We can shine and make a difference in their life this Christmas if we are enjoying the gift of Christ ourselves. Well, I know you're going to be going away. Where are you going for Christmas? Oh, okay, we're we're heading out to Phoenix. My sister and brother-in-law, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, uh, recently got a new home, it, and um, they're very excited about it. And so Eric's parents are traveling out to Phoenix and meeting us there. We're taking all the girls, so we're gonna we're gonna do that for the first week of Christmas, and then the second week we're gonna come back right up here to Idaho and do a bit of snowshoeing and and skiing, oh. and you know. Yeah, Evelyn, and I tell you, so many amazing things are happening as I continue to plan for the praising and praying across America, the Washington, D.C. trip, March 11th through the 14th. And, friends, I will tell you, if you are interested in meeting our congressional leaders and in seeing what God is doing uh, across our nation and in Washington, D.C., I want you to come and consider joining us. You can get all the information by going to um, our website uh, of one of the sponsoring ministries. It's www.letspraytoday.com backslash DC, and you can learn all about the trip and how you can join us and come along with us to uh, pray with some of our congressional leaders. Well, that, you know, we're looking at a new year pretty quickly now, uh, December just flies by so fast. And one of the things that, you know, we have to do is we've got to get, we have to get ready. We've got to prepare. And we want to, yeah, we need to take our break. And when we come back, uh, let's talk about uh, the days leading up to Christmas. And what is it really a time of preparation? What is it that we need to do to begin to prepare for the time when we will celebrate in our lives personally, a gift that cannot be bought, a gift that cannot be stolen, a given that a gift that cannot be hid, and that is the love of the Lord Jesus. And you know, he says in John writes in his um, one of his letters that he says a very simple statement: God is love. God is love. And so, what we need to do is begin to prepare. 
place of hope. What do we really need to do to prepare in giving that kind of love away? John, let's take our break. We'll be back with Love Talk right after this. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Drive. Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. You know, the world has changed and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality. And it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no Better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith, 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Let's return now to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Endebrock. Thank you, John. This is Evelyn in studio today at Texas in Austin, Texas, the bridge, today's Christian Talk, 1120. And we're talking today, Kathy and I are about what it is that we need to do to prepare for the excitement of the love season, which is time with the Lord Jesus at Christmas time. One of the things we have to do is we get our homes ready. And, you know, like you mentioned, Kathy, you're going to be traveling, and that's going to be exciting. We've got to have a list of items that we might really want to give away or to get we have a granddaughter that sends us a shopping list every october (laughs) and then (laughs) that's precious and and one of the biggest thing is just doing the physical things like baking you know desserts and and having friends and co-workers and neighbors and and the thing that van always does in our family is he does our christmas cards we have a picture made and and he sends our cards off and and then, you know, we always think about that when those that, you know, need our help and what we can do for them. But, Kathy, what about our spiritual preposition, um, preparation? We can do all these physical things. But what about a spiritual preparation? 
Yeah, you know, you, you think this whole concept of can I really prepare spiritually is, you know, what what is that? What does that look like? And, you know, as we prepare for, for all of these guests and as we prepare our Christmas cards and as we prepare our list, that can get so exhausting, Evelyn. And the thing I love about spiritual preparation is it is refreshing, refocusing, reinvigorating. And, you know, a lot of us hear about this principle of Advent. And you may even see Advent calendars in the store and, and hear that it's Advent season. Maybe some churches in, in the community are having special Advent programs. And, and this Advent is basically a period of spiritual prep, preparation. The, the, the word Advent comes from a Latin word, um, Adventus which basically means coming. And so it, it is based on three principles of the coming of Christ. So it refers to Jesus coming in the flesh in Bethlehem. Uh, it refers to Jesus coming in our, in our hearts daily. And as well, Jesus coming in, the, in glory at the end of time. So we see these three comings. And so spiritual preparation involves us reflecting on mm-hmm. these three um, advents of Christ in Bethlehem, in our hearts daily, and in the future coming again at the end of time. And, and we can prepare for this with great anticipation, with great gratitude. We can spend time in scriptural meditation um, you know, spend time in repentance in those areas that are needed in our lives and spend time in prayer and realizing that this season has been um, set aside in order for us to really focus on those important things, the love of Christ, everything he has done for us, everything he is doing for us, and everything he will continue to do for us in in future. And it's just this incredible, incredible opportunity for us to reconnect um, mm-hmm. spiritually with our relationship with the Lord. And so, Evelyn, I know you're aware of these of these coming, these advents of Christ. Is there one for you that really kind of, I don't know, gets you at the heart of the matter or that really moves you more deeply than the others? Well, yes, I guess there is, Kathy, and you know, all of us. Depends on what time of day it is. <laughs> but uh, really, uh, knowing the Lord is, is coming is, is very exciting. And, uh, I think it was for Mary and for Joseph, although they, they didn't understand some of the things about it. But I guess, uh, just Jesus coming uh, into our hearts daily, uh, I would say is, is more of the things I dwell on. And I think the reason for that is, is, Jesus is our is our rope of hope. You stop and think about it. Uh, he is he's tied to the Father. He he has blood ties with the Father and blood ties with us, and that's not going to change. So that is what our hope is: is that rope that ties our hearts together. I think that's what John was writing about in First John. And you know that's that's today, but you know what the thrill of hope is. It's tomorrow. You know, Christmas today is going to be Christmas tomorrow. As as um, as we know that, you know, in the future, he's not going to leave us. He's not going to deny us. None of those things are going to happen. 
And so as we, we look at that, you know, we can reflect on the comings of Christ with a lot of anticipation. You know, every morning you get up and you see the sunrise come up. That's S-O-N rise. He brought it up and he'll set it in the evening. But, you know, we don't spend a lot of time thinking about that at Christmas time. We think more about the uh, spiritual meditation and repentance uh, and especially praise and prayer as we teach our children and our grandchildren. But, you know, Kathy, uh, uh, what does it mean to you? What does Christ mean to you that when he uh, is when you get up in the morning or when you go to bed at night? You know, when when I think about Christ coming in Bethlehem, I mean, it even it just gives me the chills now thinking about um, the eternal God looking down and seeing the the separation, the relational separation uh, between he and and man and being moved by that by that. And desiring to have a relationship with us so much that he would be willing to send his son in order to make that relationship possible. In order to be a sacrifice for the sins that we ourselves have Mm -hmm. committed. In order that we can go before him as a righteous God. And so when I think of his coming... You know, Evelyn, I I love his coming at Bethlehem, the eternal God taking on flesh and and entering into our time, entering into our lives, our space, and and taking on all the limitations, going through the suffering. That is incredible to me. I I love it when, you know, you go out and and different churches will have uh, the nativity scene. And when I decorate my house, Oh, my goodness, Evelyn, I think I probably have about 10 different nativities that I just put throughout <laughs> yeah. the house. <laughs> I I love the coming of Christ and just looking at that and understanding that, that just this deep love that God had for us when he sent his son. It's, it is, for me, it's just incredibly, you know, it just moves me to tears when I'm, when I'm putting out my decorations around the house and I'm putting up the the nativity and then setting down um, that little uh, the little baby Jesus in in the in the manger. Um, it's just an incredible thing for us to think on and realize what it took to move God's heart to do that and for Christ to be willing to do that. That is so true, Kathy. And you know, we have to know that we have to live that we have to preach that. Um, it is a gift and. And in, in knowing it, we, it's not just a matter of just knowing it. It's a matter, matter of glowing it. You know, we just take on that, that persona that uh, regardless of what happens in my day today, it's not bigger than the Lord Jesus. And why is that? It's because of the scripture, John 3.16. You know, we learned, that was one of the first ones I learned. So the second one is, you don't have to be perfect for me to love you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it says, for God so loved. This is a kind of good love we don't understand in our world today. That he gave. That he, he didn't loan him. He didn't put him in for a time. But he gave him over his only son. That if we or whomever we're talking to today are, are 
is part of our our unsettling heart today that that whoever believes in him shall not die in eternity but shall be preserved shall not perish but have what is it called eternal life and Jesus is the greatest mm. gift he's got in the flesh but he's also got in time there's a time for everything that's what the scriptures say so if he's the eternal God and he took on flesh and he stepped into time, time is important to him. He was formed and he grew in his mother's womb just like you and I did. He aged as a man. He he bled. You know, he he had that same circulatory uh, body that we have. But you know what he did that just really breaks my heart is he wept and he cried and he drew, he grew weary. But he slept, he was hungry, and he, he was thirsty. And he, one of the other things is he got dirty and hard to, you know, had to go like we do, take a bath every once in a while. <laughs> but, you know, Kathy, <laughs> that sounds human in every way to me. And it's, it's time for us to take our break. When we come back, how do we know he was also God and not just a man sent by God? That is to believe it, but, you know, to receive it. And when we look at it, it is amazing to me that he had the emotions that we have. He cried, but he loved. He grew weary. He worked hard. And we work every hard every day. And when I'm having to go to bed, you know, we rest. But how do we really rest? We rest in him because he and his spirit is by his spirit that he lifts us up and takes us to the heavenly places. And so we come back, Kathy. Let's just talk about how how completely in every way does Jesus make himself known to us. How do we know he was God and not just a man sent by God? How do we know that? Let's take our break, John, and we come back. Kathy, can you help us put those pieces together right after this? Stay tuned for Love Talk. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. 
If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Information you want on the world of culture, the world of entertainment, the world of finances. Information you need for your world. Today's Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge. Break is over. It's time to get back for more Love Talk with your host, Evelyn Davison, and your co-host, Kathy Endebrock. They're in a series entitled, From Christmas to Calvary. Today's topic, Gifts. You know, John, we just, uh, we're here in Love Talk today because uh, we have some wonderful people that make it possible for us to buy the time here and support this station. But we don't ever say thank you to you enough. <laughs> you are our right, right, Kathy? That's exactly right. Oh, my goodness. We, you know, we appreciate our sponsors so much and them making Love Talk possible. But, John, thank you for everything you do, making us sound good and and taking care of us and keeping us on track and on time with everything. Well, you know, Kathy, as we're talking today about gifts, the greatest gift cannot be bought by money. It is given. And it's given by the, the Father of everything that we enjoy in life. And, of course, the, the thing that makes that worthwhile to him and to us is the love the Lord Jesus has for us and what it is that he, um, he has implanted in our heart. And so we've been talking about, you know, Jesus is coming. Uh, he can come in our hearts daily, but there comes a time when, you know, we have to accept what it is that he himself was. So which of the, what what moved you most about uh, the time and the gift of Christmas that came through uh, when Jesus came to show us the real way to life? Uh, you know, Evelyn, when we talk about uh, Jesus Christ as being a gift from God, you know, we know he's a gift from God because, as you said in our earlier segment, John 3.16 says specifically that God was moved by his love that he gave his son. And when someone gives you something, something good, that is a gift. And I think of the um, gosh, what do you call this? The, uh, it's not an acronym, but the gift, the G-I-F-T, God in flesh and time. You know, that is what Christ is for us as he was given as a gift. And Evelyn, you know, I know that, that, that you know, as we get those trees put up and, and they, we put the lights on them and we start to put all of those beautiful presents under the trees and Maybe there are gifts that show up in the mail and, and you add that under the tree. There are, I know, and, 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 and sometimes I, I'm right here as well, that we're looking at the gifts under the tree and we are looking for those gifts to make us happy. We are looking for those gifts mm-hmm. to give us joy. And if those gifts aren't what we had maybe expected or what we had hoped for, all of a sudden Christmas is a downer. You know, we're just like, oh, wow, you know, I didn't get anything I wanted. None of this was a really great gift. Well, 
if we are ever looking under that tree in order to fulfill the needs that are in our hearts, we will be disappointed every time. The only gift that will ever meet all of those needs in our hearts, all of those those longings of our soul, that gift can only be met by Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we you had talked in our earlier segment that, yes, we know he was was man. He was formed in his mother's womb. He aged as a man. He bled. He wept. He got dirty and had to wash to get clean. He was completely human in every way, and yet... He was completely God, and we know he was God. Uh, we have all of these eyewitness accounts, and, and this is what blows me away. And friends, for those of you who are really seeking, who are trying to understand, was this Jesus God, or was he just a man who lived and died? Or was he truly who he claimed to be? If you look at not only scripture, but historical accounts written by historians uh, that, that, that were not Christian historians, but just regular secular historians, they will even attest to the fact that his birth, his life, his death, and the resurrection were attested to by hundreds of eyewitness accounts. And, and so the... And his life and birth and death also fulfilled over 450 different mm-hmm. prophecies, which were written as many, some, some of those prophecies were written as many as 1,500 years before he was even born. And all of these prophecies, over 450, were written by at least six different authors. And so the odds of one human life fulfilling every prophecy that Christ fulfilled is statistically impossible. And so I know that as you go and you seek and you look and you search through Scripture and you search through historical account, you can only come to one conclusion, and that is that Christ was who he said he was. He was God. He is God. And, I mean, Evelyn, that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, how else can we know that Jesus was, in fact, not only completely man, but also completely God? Kathy, he did so many wonderful things that people cannot do. You think about it. You know, he he turned the water into wine. I've never known anybody in my life that could turn water into wine. And he healed a blind man and a lame man, uh, not with a pill or surgery, a long time <laughs> a treatment, but in just three short words, you know. It it is amazing that not only the miraculous signs and wonders following him, but the most important thing is that he forgave people for their sin. You remember the woman that came, they brought said she was in adultery. What did he say to her after the folks left? He said, go and sin no more. Right. Yes, a woman, your sins are forgiven. Go and yeah. sin no more. Well, you know that transfiguration that, that Jesus had when he came from the Father to the realm of earth is the same transfiguration that we are experiencing in times like these as he makes us more into the, the image 
of who he is. And that, that comes in a lot of different ways. It comes sometimes physically as he heals us from things. But when you think about it, you know, it's, you have to wrap your mind around everything. Jesus, uh, as a man came, but he also was God. And that had never happened before. That was God's plan for eternity. And nothing can take it away, Kathy. And it's not hard for me to wrap my heart around it or my mind around it. But he is, he's a man, but he is God. He is the son that, of the living God. Uh, you know, that, that is so true, Evelyn. I, you know, everything that, that Christ did, the thing that I love so much is that it was witnessed by dozens or hundreds or thousands of people. None of this was done with just one or two witnesses. And, you know, and when we look at these gospel accounts being written, they were written and recorded uh, before these disciples had had died. So we're, we get these first-hand, historical, accurate eyewitness accounts and and when these letters were written, no one contested them because they knew they were true. And we even see, you know, when Muhammad came along, I think 600 years after the death of Christ, Muhammad wouldn't even contest uh, the account of, of Christ and his miracles. Um, and, and so he was very, initially, he was very favorable towards Christianity. And even today... Islam refers to Jesus, his um, Arabic name is Isa, um, because all of these accounts were historical. They were had so many eyewitness accounts. They were uncontested that, you know, no one who was wanting to get a following would even think of saying, oh, yeah, all this Jesus stuff, it's not true. I, you know, the only ones who we see in history denying the truth of Christ were the Jewish people because they were trying to hold so desperately onto their own um, their own authority and their um, you know their positions as priests and and I will tell you I love the Jewish people I don't say that in a derogatory standpoint I just say that in a very historical standpoint um, so I, I think that we can truly reliably look at these accounts and for those friends who are seeking to know what Christ did go and read these first person eyewitness accounts you can flip through in the book of Matthew Mm -hmm. in the book of Mark and in the book of John Um, when we look at the book of Luke obviously Luke was not there he did not see this but he talked to Peter and he talked to Mary um, to record their accounts uh, while they were still alive. It's just incredible that we can see Christ being both man and God. And, I mean, Evelyn, what is, what is more difficult for you to wrap your head around or, or, or to wrap your heart around, the fact that he was completely man or the fact that he was completely God? I, I think that when we look at it, Kathy, you have to appreciate the suffering that he did, and he did that in, uh, in the physical. Just like, you know, if you burn your hand, you're, you're going to have pain. But I think the thing that I remember most about him is that he, he lived a life and he wept over what he saw. 
and I think he's doing that today. He he went from the cradle to Calvary because he loves us, and he he proved himself. He proved it with fulfilling all the prophecies. Uh, he knew what he was doing, and he knew what was ahead of him. Uh, he proved that there is death after life, and I think that's mm. one of the sweetest things that that we all can remember is he went up. Why did he go through that? That he might experience the things that man experiences. We all die. You know, none of us just come and and stay here. There, there is a termination for all this. And, but there's not a termination for his gift, the, the gift of love that he, he brings to us. And it's not something you just get one day. It's like every Christmas there's something new under the tree. And the tree is is so important in, in discussing the life of Jesus Christ because of the way that he does show us that he was willing to pay the price for that tree because the tree represented uh, the gifts, his gift. Kathy, we need to take our break. We come back. You know, we've talked about the greatest gift. We've talked about preparing it and acknowledging it. But we'll talk about how open is it and how can we enjoy that right after this. Stay with us. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just a Jenner town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest-growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Hi, this is John Codner, and you know every day we're constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Well, isn't it time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answer is yes, then you need the Good News Journal, published by our very own Evelyn Davison. With a healthy dose of happiness, hope, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed for free at hundreds of locations throughout Central Texas, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, H-E-B, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, and churches. And did we say that it's free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call 512-249-6535. That's the Good News Journal, an inspirational patriotic journal published quarterly to bring you the Lord's good news. The Good News Journal, 512-249-6535. And you can also read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 
208 Research Boulevard and New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. One more segment of Love Talk right now with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock talking today about Christmas to Calvary gifts. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Love Talk, and I'm calling in from Boise, Idaho. In studio, you have the beautiful Miss Evelyn Davison. Thank you for listening to us on The Bridge, today's Christian talk. We are talking about the greatest gift, Christmas, Christ, God in flesh and time, and We've talked about how we can um, see the gift, and, and Evelyn, and, and how we can enjoy the gift, how we can prepare for this gift. Evelyn, I have a question for you. We've talked about trees, and, and we've talked about all of those presents underneath the tree, and I know that on Christmas, you know, no one has to tell us how to go and open that gift. We're going we're gonna to go under the tree, and, and when my kiddos, we all get into the living room, and they divide up all the gifts. They look at the, at the tags, and then we take turns opening each of the gifts that has our name on them. But, Evelyn, how, how do we open this unique gift? of of Jesus Christ. We know that he is the only gift that will ever fulfill everything that our heart desires. He is the only gift that will fulfill every hope that we have, but we can't go and and grab him. He's not going to be sitting with a a bow on top of him under our Christmas tree. So uh, what do we do this Christmas if we want to open this gift? Well, the first thing you have to do is come to realize that you need help. You know, we cannot live this life on our own. And the thing that happens when we come to realize who Jesus was and who he still is, is that nothing has changed. That he is the greatest gift that our world has ever known. And if you want to open that gift, you've got to know that you um, you need it. You know, it's not something you just take a day and throw away. But you have to recognize that apart from that gift, that life does not uh, bloom and bear fruit the way he talks about, the way John talks about. We've talked about that today. It is interesting to know that uh, we say yes to him. And, he, you know, sometimes he just brings a situation into our life where we cannot handle it alone. And we go through life thinking we're king of the roost, you know. And suddenly something will just break through. And it's called the revelation of God. And that's what John did in the book of Revelation. He went back and reestablished why Jesus had to come. And the reason is just a little simple word, sin. But it's so um, widespread. It's so uh, impregnated in our life to where we don't think it's sin anymore. We look at our nation today, and we, you know, we've just gone through a, another terrible thing in Texas with the shooting of 26 people in a church of people in worship. And when you look at those things, you think, you know, why does God allow those things? He allows us to make the decision 
about what we're going to believe and how we're going to live. And that's why Christmas is so important. We take that time out, as you said earlier, for Advent. We look at it, we value it, or we discard it. And so what I would say today that, you know, he's moved himself. uh, uh, John told us God will move us through his word that he might awaken or quicken the spirit and ensure us of his presence. We don't see him. You know, in the robes and in the crowns or the thorns. But we know from what he himself has said about himself and what God said in John. We mentioned that earlier. God is love. Jesus is love. And so when we look at it, he offers us something that we cannot manufacture on our own. And that is forgiveness. Everything as it was changes when eternal life comes in and you know today God is offering that Kathy uh, maybe you have comments you'd make about that you know Evelyn I love the way that you put things you cannot you always put things so that I can not only understand them so easily but get so encouraged by them so as you're talking I'm just sitting over here with my production notes writing down some of these things that you've said and you know, I, I love the fact that when we are opening those uh, gifts under our tree, our hands are full. But the gift of Christ can only be opened with our hands empty and realizing that we have nothing that we can give him except for our life. There's one verse that is so dear to me in Matthew, and, and it's Christ speaking, and he says, Whoever comes to me wanting to save his life will lose it, but whoever gives his life for my sake will find it. And it's this incredible thing to wrap our minds around, knowing that, you know, Christ doesn't expect perfection from us. While he himself is perfect, we do not have to be perfect. We just get to come to him with empty hands and open hearts, with our mouth confessing what we know to be true, that that we do have this need, that we do have this sin, and that we we will rely on him. We believe that he is who he says he is, that he is the Son of God, that he is the Savior sent to pay the price for our sins, and that we need him as Lord over our life. Um, because without him as Lord over our life, Evelyn, we're just going to keep messing it up. That's true. And um, with, without Christ, we, we will go down a path that gets darker and bleaker mm-hmm. and more worthless every day. But with Christ, everything is of worth. Every difficulty has value. Every challenge... Um, can have a beautiful outcome and everything in our past can can be redeemed. And so it is with this heart that believes that we are justified before God. And it's with the mouth that confesses that Christ is Lord, that mm-hmm. we are saved. And, and so we can step into that gift. We can open that gift and then we can begin enjoying that gift. And Evelyn, I know you love Jesus. I know you have such an incredible, intimate relationship with him. What What is your favorite thing about him? If you had to say, this is my one thing about Christ that I absolutely adore about him. 
You know, the thing that that um, that I think of most often is the thrill in knowing that he loves me. And that even when I, I you know, step outside his will, and, and we do that, not willingly, but we do it. Because he has a plan for every life, Kathy. And if you look at, at John, where we are, we, we've looked at the book of John, First John today. That book explains so well what Jesus spoke in, in John fifteen sixteen, And he's, and where he said, you know, come unto me, all of ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you, it's a gift. I will give you rest. It means we don't have to work for salvation. It, we have to receive it. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about what I'm going to give my great-grandchildren for Christmas. And one of the things that Van's mother did really often for for the family is that she ha- would have a Santa sack, and she would put a box of chocolate-covered cherries. And I, Van and I have been married a long, long time. Uh, our oldest son is 62 years old, and his first Christmas, I gave him a box of chocolate-covered cherries. We had to open them for him because he didn't have any teeth. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> that is so representative of what Jesus does for us every day. When we know that he has the gift of love, the gift of correction, he can take all those things that are broken and put them back together. And when we look at who he was, he is still that today. He's not walking around with blood, you know, because he shed his blood. But it is important for us to know that that never will change. It is eternity that is before us. And it's great to know that, you know, he made the world and everything in it. And he, you know, he gives us life, love, peace, and joy. And, of course, the connection of all this is through him. There's only one way can, that you can get it. And so, I don't know, I would say, how are you going to celebrate uh, Christmas, Kathy? I, we're going to stand up. We're going to sing. We're going to praise God. Uh, but you know what? How do you get there? You've got to know how to get there. And prayer is the door to blessing. Maybe you have a closing word for us in about a minute, Kathy. I know we've, I've talked a lot today, but my heart is so full with what it is that I see God doing. Even when hard times come, like we talked about with Texas, there are things, God is revealing himself in one way, and that is through the love of the Lord Jesus. Evelyn, you're exactly right. There are so many opportunities right now to really share his love with others. And it's during these difficult moments when the Church of Christ really gets outside of the four walls of church and does their very best work. And, you know, I know the media doesn't cover that kind of stuff. Um, but you can go, if you go to uh, Franklin Graham's website, you can see everything that Samaritan's Purse is doing, everything that Compassion International is doing. You can go to National Day of Prayer and see how they're reaching out. And helping so many people in need. Of course, the Salvation Army, an incredible group. And, you know, you and I, we can reach out to our neighbor. Everyone in Texas has been infected, affected, one of their, either by a family member or personally. And I just, I want to tell us that, and, and I say this to myself, too, that if we know Jesus Christ, we can have a blast this Christmas, enjoying our time with him, coming to know him in a new 
an even more, more intimate way. We can refocus and refresh spiritually, and we can shine bright so that others can come to know him through knowing us. And friends, I want to tell you, for those who do not know Jesus, you can say yes to him today. And if you're still seeking, that's okay. But, but truly go and seek and search. Put this time, this season to go to really good use. Go and study the New Testament accounts of Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. Look at what those eyewitness accounts um, saw and what they heard and what yes, they believed. Kathy. Go and spend time in prayer and meditation yes. and really ask God to reveal himself to you. You know, Kathy, that is so true, and we just thank you. You know what a gift is? A gift is something you receive, but it becomes a better gift when you give it away. We pray that during this season, the Lord Jesus will bless you. Thank you for joining us for Love Talk.